Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I have a question. Yeah, what's up? Why? TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Hour two of Mackie and Judd with Rami. We will wrap with Royce as we do every day at 540, but it is time now for cram session where usually the not-so-honorable Judge Jonathan would ask random questions and arbitrarily hand out points based on what he likes. Today, the honorable Manny Hill sitting in for the not-so-honorable Jonathan Harrison. Manny, the court is yours, sir. All right, gentlemen. The happy uh, first day of the State Fair to uh, all three of you, by the way. Yeah, pretty good. um, First cram session uh, question is this. The Houston Astros, I don't know if you guys saw this, uh, the Houston Astros denied a reporter access to Justin Verlander uh, after they lost to the Detroit Tigers last night. Okay. And uh, it was due to, a, apparently there was, an, there was an issue with this reporter and Verlander that dates back a couple of years. So my question uh, for you guys is, what is your favorite reporter player beef? Of all time, mm. that comes to mind. Any sport, any era, any time. Can I start? Mm-hmm. Sure. Judd Zolgad, Jim Tomey. <laughs> he couldn't accept facts. I don't think I know this story. Well, Judd, know? Judd Zolgad, Jim Tomey, I feel like we've alluded to this before, but uh, Jim Tomey, the nicest human being on the planet. Like some athletes, when the lights go on, they're nice, and then when the lights go like they're a little bit fake in front of the camera. Jim Tomey treats every human being as if they're his children, in a, in a good way. Just super nice, super caring, uh, super down-to-earth. And Jim Tomey was in the, in the midst of kind of an injury-plagued second year with the Twins. The Twins were well on their way to almost 100 losses. And mercifully, they decided to deal Jim Tomey for peanuts to, I believe, the Cleveland Indians. Yeah, back to Cleveland. Right? Yep. And so Judd went down to the clubhouse that day. And I wasn't in there when this happened. But Judd went down to the clubhouse that day to get some answers about what happened and whatnot. And I believe you asked Jim Tomey something along the lines of, did you want, like, did, do you want to be here? Said, Would you, you rather be here? Or Everybody was beating around the bush, and it was the trade deadline, and they were about to deal him. And so I just thought, because I gave him the opportunity to say, I'd like to go somewhere where I can win a bleeping baseball game. It was a miserable year. I said, do you want to be here? And he said, that's it, guys, and walked away. (laughs) (laughs) Jim told me to, like, end an interview with with reporters. And that was it. And then he walked away. And uh, What would have been the the, the proper answer there? What would have been, like, the answer from Jim Tomey that 
that you wanted. No, I want out of here desperately. I want to be trade. Trade me right bleeping now. This team's awful. It was great. It was great here last year, but the honeymoon, baby, is long over. Yeah. Judd Zolgad, Brad Childress is another good feud. Oh, I'm sure there were plenty of stories there. Because it was it was very chummy for a while with Brad uh, well, joking then, around with Judd about drinking a vodka the size of his head, and then at some point, Brad Childress like <laughs> told Judd to go bleep well, himself. Well, you're you're one of Brad was bad. Then you're two. He came back and decided overall he was going to be dungy, and so he was like really friendly to people and, and never, tried to never blink and tried to clown with players and. Uh, so it got good then, and then the team got good, so it becomes very easy when the team is good. Yeah. And then 2010 hit, and it all fell apart. Yeah. So that's mine. That's mine. Um, when I was in Milwaukee, Chris Crush Davis was uh, traded from the Milwaukee Brewers to the Oakland A's. And uh, I guess some people at our station were not so kind to him in his time in Milwaukee and all the strikeouts and his terrible fielding and an arm that could barely get it into the infield from the outfield. So when he came back for the first time with the A's and had a little uh, had a little mojo going, had a little swagger going because he was leading the league in home runs by that time, uh, he would not start. So there were a bunch of Milwaukee media gathered around him in the dugout. He wouldn't start the 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 media session until our Brewers beat reporter would leave the dugout and leave the media scrub. <laughs> I love when I love when players. That's are pretty petty. That's super that's petty. petty. Really. Super so, petty. So from a radio station too. Yeah, and I bet that's ridiculous. I bet Manny, it wouldn't be that hard to find the sound of him kicking our guy out of the dugout if you did a quick search so, to uh, back up my case. Was this like uh, the the Brett Myers thing where he told? He told the reporter, Brett Myers, I think was in Philadelphia, and he told the guy, boom, get out of here. Well, he saw the mic flag, and he was like, okay. oh, yeah, is that, you guys, you're the fan? Yeah, no, I'm not not starting until you're gone, basically is what he said. Wow. What a waste. How <laughs> stupid. Uh, mine w- would be, I'll keep it local as well, and okay. Patrick's told the story, but it's got to be Roycey, Ron, Papa, Up, Jackson. When the best part, though, is Royce in St. Paul could get away with anything he mm. wanted. He, he once claimed that he wrote a lead that said Larry Wolf wakes up every day, looks in the mirror, and thinks, how am I still in the big leagues? And nobody from the Twins read the Pioneer Press, but they all read the Sporting <laughs> News. And so Royce referred to Ron Jackson in, in the Twins notes he did for the Sporting News, probably 79 or so, 80, as Ron Popov Jackson, and said that Ron Jackson – Chased him around with a bat at spring train. Came at him with a bat. <laughs> now, now that it's it's one thing to have a guy walk away or a guy to not like you verbally and say something, drop a bunch of you know what's. It's another to have a really not good professional athlete use a piece of equipment to threaten your life. Oh, all three of those were great stories. Judd, uh, I think I'm going to go with the Judd Jim Tomey one. That's pretty solid. That's right. That was a pretty yeah. good one. Just, you answered the question. Just, it's, an unexpe- just, it's an unexpected. Yeah, unexpected just, just because it kind of came in from left field, and Jim Tomey being the nicest guy, and he just says, oh, nope, I'm done. Not for one question. Yep. And that was it. Jim Tomey never never, never spoke to the media ever again <laughs> in Minnesota. After uh, that, Judd's question was the end of that it. That was it? Yep. That was it. <laughs> All right, question number two, sticking with the baseball theme here. Which team of the uh, five others who are – pretty much settled into the playoff mix for the American League. Not all five of them are going to make it, obviously, but uh, which of the other five teams in the playoff mix do you think would be the best or the easiest matchup for the in the playoffs for the Twins? Mm. You know, I'm going to say just be, because 
it'd be it'd be awful pitching against awful pitching. And this is going to sound weird uh, coming from the Twins' perspective. The Yankees. I think that Houston's a te- Houston's terrible. Like they're they're going to beat you. Mm. Um, if you look at that group, if you play the Yankees, I think you lose eighteen to seventeen. But I think I think you can go in and just try and score runs. It's a slow pitch softball. Oh, it's going to be. Oh, it, it would be. It would be. It'd be <laughs> dreadful. I mean, as far as as a baseball fan went, from my standpoint, it would be dreadful. But. The rest of those teams can pitch a little bit, and I don't know, especially with the way the Twins are going starting pitching-wise right now, if I like that. So just fighting chance to be like, okay, boys, let's go score 21 tonight, the Yankees. That was going to be my answer, but since you took it, I'll take, I'll take either one of the wildcard teams. And I'll, I'll, I think that the, the Twins are just better than the A's and the Rays, if that's who ends up with the wildcard. And, and the Indians, like, too. And the Indians, too. I th- and I think that I just look at them and I say that the Twins are just a better baseball team. The Twins have their holes, they have their flaws, but every team does. And I, I would I would put the Twins' flaws up against those other teams' flaws any day of the week, especially with. And I think we're going to talk about this next segment: Brad Hand melting down in that Indians bullpen right now. So I'm with Judd. I'm not, and I'm not going to change my answer just to be different. It's the Yankees. And it sounds crazy, but because the Twins, the Twins have played the Yankees 2003, 2004. Uh, what? Oh nine, two thousand ten. Wild card game. And won how many games? Twice. Twice. They've won two They've won games. Two game ones in the old Yankee Stadium. Yep. And they had a couple where you know, like Phil Cuzzy went bonkers and, and ah, missed wow. a. So there's there's all kinds of history there that would lend you to uh, lead you to believe that you shouldn't pick the Yankees in a playoff series to play against the Twins. But I'm looking at their starting staff. Like they're starting pitching. Look at these ERAs. Tanaka, their staff ace, 456. J.A. Happ, 558. James Paxton, 453. C.C. Sabathia, he's 38 years old, 5.01. Domingo Herman is their best starting pitcher, 4.15. They have a disaster starting pitching staff. And is even, their bullpen still good? Not it's as fun. good as like it was last year. Well, it was good at the start of this year, too. I mean, they, I mean, I, I would still not want to face Aroldis Chapman very often in a postseason series, even mm-hmm. though he walked everybody uh, against the Twins. But if you can get, put it this way, when the Yankees rolled out that bullpen against the Twins two years ago, and it was like they had nine innings worth of relievers that they could just run out there, because they did. And, yeah, I was going to say they did. Yes. They don't have that anymore. So if, you, if, you're, if you, you've got the best power-hitting offense in baseball history, if you can get that starting pitcher out of the game in the third inning, yeah. they can't do what they did two years ago. You can hit with the Yankees, and their pitching might be worse than the Twins. I'd still take Araldis Chapman at his best over any Twins reliever, don't get me wrong. Um, but I would, I'm going to say the Yankees. All right, I'm going to give that one to Rami just because Judd and Phil have the same answer. <laughs> this the originality. Very Jonathan-like. Yeah, so glad, I'll just give glad that to one see to you've gone corrupt. I'm talking out of it. <laughs> All right, third and final uh, cram session uh, question for today, and it is State Fair related. <laughs> what is the one thing, and Rami, it might be tougher for you to answer this question because this is your first Minnesota State Fair experience, but what is the one thing at the State Fair you want absolutely no parts in eating whatsoever? Oh, no part of. Okay. You want no part of at all. I've said, I said said this on the air before, and Phil and, and Judd thought I was crazy. I'm done trying new meats. Like, if there is an animal I haven't eaten at this point in my life, if it's not some sort of seafood or poultry or beef or pork, 
I'm out. People are. That, I, might, I, I that said, might not. That might wind up not being your choice. I, said, the <laughs> challenge. I asked this morning, like, what do I need to try at the Minnesota State Fair on Twitter? And one dude got back to me and said, "Alligator, I, dude, and, it's so good." I sent back the uh, Shannon Sharp shaking his head back and forth. No, Jeff, <laughs> that 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 was my response. I have no interest. Your loss, man. I have no interest in eating any alligators or any new animals at all, for that matter. You realize you're not eating like the green scaly part yeah, I of know. the alligator. I know. Right? It's the I, under, I understand. So when when did you draw this line? Uh, probably about five years ago. Is there a reason? Did something happen? No. With I an just, unidentified meat? Nope. I just decided I've I've eaten all the animals I'm going to eat. What's the most common meat, non-alligator, that you've never had? Uh, like, have you had elk? Yeah, I have had elk. I have tried elk. Lamb, what about lamb? Buffalo? Uh, I've tried lamb. I'm not a big bu- fan of lamb. I've I love tried, buffalo. I like buffalo. That's like, that's ba- buffalo is just lean beef. It's just super yep. lean beef. Yep. Um, so I've, I've tried some exotic meats. Some of them I enjoyed. Some of them not so much. But I'm done exploring. I'm done exploring for new animals to eat. You're lost. I already feel guilty enough about the ones I do eat. Well, just don't be surprised if uh, you find some fried breezer in your... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, even I didn't... Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Breezer doesn't deserve this. And if he tastes good, you know what I'm going to say? Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? Breezy, that's a good boy. Yeah, no, you're going to feel guilty. Um, I am going to go with, and, and this is no offense to them, but if I start, I can't stop. It's right in front of us. Cookie, Sweet Martha's. Sweet Martha's. Because I can't have one or two. If I could, that'd be awesome. But if I start on a bucket, I will eat minimum probably six to eight, and I can't again. Yeah. You know, it, I can't do it. I drink too much beer. <laughs> I'm too fat, and I'm trying to, to lose weight already. You're looking at about a five thousand calorie day. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So this is no offense to them. They're fantastic, and God bless them. The lines there are awesome. But if I start, I can't stop. Can you? I, I can't combine alcohol and sweets like beer and cookies. It's unnecessary. That is not going to end well for me. In what way? Like it just makes you tired? Or? No, I'm going to throw up. Oh, yeah, it's not. It's it's coming back. You can't combine some though. I, no, in moderation. Can't, you can't do it. Alcohol and sweets just don't sit right no. with me, it, man. It's redundant, right? A little bit. Like if you're drinking a beer, you don't need a cookie. Well, you don't really need any of those things, but this oh, is I, America. Oh, the one exception. I like. I beg to differ, but vanilla ice cream with uh, with beer is the one exception. Like I'll, a float? No, no. Like vanilla ice cream with a beer on the side. What type of beer? Uh, just like a just a regular like pilsner, like a nice cold golden pilsner on the side. But and it doesn't make you throw up. No, that I can handle. But a cookie and beer mean. would make you throw up. Yeah, that mess me. Okay, up. what if we put a uh, cookie, ice cream, and a beer together? Let's try. Only one way to find out. And you know what? Like after listening to this, so the question was, what will you absolutely just have nothing to do with at the fair? Precisely. Yeah. And my honest answer is, there's nothing I won't do. <laughs> <laughs> I love alligator on a stick. And like as you guys were answering, I'm kind. Of, I was kind of looking out across, saying like, yeah, all these food items. Like, what wouldn't I have? Well, we've got we got pizza on a stick, all in on that. Oh yeah. We got the foot long hot dog over there. I mean. I've had nine already today, for God's sake. Super dog, cheese on a stick, pork chop on a stick, the turkey, the cookies over here. There's a uh, uh, like a Mexican and breakfast burrito place, that's been there oh, and the that's Italian, oh, yeah, that's uh, what you call it. Like, I mean, gotcha. the Italian place has got the deep fried ravioli yeah. too, which is I mean, fantastic. You know what I loved at the Wisconsin State Fair? I haven't seen it here yet. Do they? Does anybody here have pizza cones? Pizza cones? Do they sell pizza cones? Here? You know, didn't they try? So the cone is the dough. 
And then it's filled with like pizza sauce and cheese. Oh, okay. Sauce okay. And I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. I think they did or they do. I, I, I think, think you're right, Ron. I love a good here, pizza yeah. cone. I think oh, they fell man. apart. I think so. Too easily. Yeah. Because it was like on a stick though. and disintegrated. No, no, it was just in a it was just a cone. Like in, and they had a paper cone wrapped around the the dough cone. Oh, well, so who, well who gets the final? Well, point Phil gets that one obviously because clearly, <laughs> clearly. So has wait, the guts so I'm living a healthy lifestyle and I get penalized? <laughs> I gotta think like, you have to stay fair, Judge. You can't be healthy out here. Manny Hill and I aren't afraid to go around like buzz saws and just eat anything within where's 50 my yards white, of us. Where's okay? my white claw too? I thought people were gonna bring me white. Do claws. they have white claw at the state fair? I haven't seen anybody walking around with a white claw. Oh, we're gonna find it. <laughs> I love De- <laughs> Says Declan back in studio as he drinks a white claw. Declan is all in on claw life. It's amazing. Uh, by the way, if you're if you're if you swing by at any point during the state fair, we'd love to meet. And we're, we're Score North has only been around for seven months now. We've had a ton of fun since launching on January fifteenth. And so, if you're a regular listener of either Mackie and Judd with Rami or Purple Daily or the Twin Show or anything on uh, on our platform, we'd love to come up to us during a commercial break. Don't be shy. You can lean over the railing and come talk to us. I was going to ask you, breaks. and I'm sure people are wondering if they're out here at the state fair. So, what is proto like? Obviously, during a commercial, don't don't come up while we're talking and on the air. That does happen. Sometimes. Oh, it's been done before. We're like, we'll be, you know, like we'll have an interview or something, and somebody will walk up and just like literally on stage, just I, like lean over the railing, and we'll we want to meet people. Imagine and, doing the Wisconsin State Fair with two former Packers, one of whom is Leroy <laughs> Butler. People are constantly coming up, like they do not see that you're doing a radio show and asking for autographs or handshakes or whatever the case might be. But if they come out here, can can they come past the white chain that we have set up oh, during commercials? Or the, the white chain is meant to keep the grass pristine. Okay. But these railings on the side are very All right, so you can come much, up to the railing yes. or to the chain. All right. That is correct. Cool. All yes. Right. And, Just uh, don't shake Rami's hand. Fist bumps. Fist bumps. It's gross. It's sweaty out here. There's a lot of germs going around. I'm a germaphobe. How do you go to the bathroom out here with, with thousands of people potentially watching you? I haven't yet. And I may not. <laughs> You've been here for like six hours. I think I just have a switch in my brain that just goes, nope, this ain't happening here. Not, not, not a home game? Not with, not with your shy bladder, <laughs> no, sir. All right. Mackie and Judd with Rami from the Minnesota State Fair on Score North. By the way, $5 T-shirts if you show our merchandise booth the Score North mobile app, too. So just download the Score North mobile app. You get a $5 T-shirt. Uh, when we come back, Deadspin has done it again. Why your team sucks. Vikings edition, Judd. Welcome back to the Minnesota State Fair. It is Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. We're going to be live from noon until 6, and some days, like tonight, the beer show is going to be out here with Chris Reavers and friends right after we're done from 6 until 7. But from now until Labor Day, that could be dangerous, weekdays. Mackie. Is it still the beer show? Is it not, It's not the claw show now? Because Reavers has converted to the claw life. I was in Orlando with Reavers for the yeah. podcast movement convention last week. Yeah. A, that guy's a rock star. I mean, he. I, I. I get tired at like nine o'clock. I'm. An, I'm like thirty-four going on ninety. Yeah. Um, he stays out later, wakes up earlier. I'm not sure rock star is the right word, but keep going. Well, <laughs> irresponsible uh, <laughs> parent. I don't know. I was thinking more oh, derelict, but let's move on. <laughs> but he made our Uber driver one night after dinner stop at a liquor store so he could buy two cases of White Claw for the hotel room. Chris Reavers, host of the beer show. Yep. Stopped, made our Uber driver Wait, stop. Wait, are you serious? And buy two cases of Variety Pack White Claw like I for told the you, hotel Judd, You can enjoy both. You don't have to pick a side in this. It's not a war. It's not a battle. I feel like he cheated on beer. He's my hero. Oh. 
See, this doesn't Jack, surprise Jack me, though. This doesn't surprise me because I co-produced the ride with Royce for, for three years with Reavers. No, and, it won't surprise uh, And so nothing he does really <laughs> honestly surprises me. But oftentimes during commercial breaks, Reavers would always complain to me about how fat he felt like he was getting. Like he was, he was putting on, he felt like he was just putting on too much weight. Poor and, guy. You know, and so this doesn't surprise me that he's slowly maybe converting to the white claw life because he's trying to keep the calories that's down. right yeah seriously if you want to lose some weight wrap your jaws around some claws all right <laughs> it's a lifestyle come on come on judge the look of disappointment nah. in judge's yeah. face exactly <laughs> whenever you say wrap your jaws around uh, some claws yeah, it's disgust uh, it's he'll amazing. probably deny it too when he comes up here at the end of the show for for the beer show to get ready for the beer show he'll probably deny it if you call him out judge yeah Rami, what do you say? Oh, you yeah. and I, you and I, split a little early and go uh, get our paws on some claws here. I'm down, the the man. Hour, huh? I'm down. I'm all about that claw life. <laughs> Shoot me a text, Phil. Thanks. All right, Declan, come on down here. Yeah. At two, Declan. Deadspin.com, gentlemen. It is Christmas Day for Drew McGarry, who every single year does 32 write-ups, one for each NFL team. Why your team sucks? 2019 edition. And uh, Drew McGarry is a Minnesota Vikings fan, and so this is just like a thousand words of tough love from him. Why Your Team Sucks, 2019 Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to read through this without getting us fined by the FCC as best I can. Good luck. And you guys chime in as you, as you see fit, okay? Remember, this is a Vikings fan writing this, all right? Excelsior Bay, right? I, where he lives? No, I, no, he, he grew up at, as a Vikings fan. I, I think his family, he came on with us when we were we in Mankato like yeah. three or four years ago, yeah, right? Yeah. And I think he said he grew up in Excelsior Bay, a Vikings fan, and completely screwed up the rest of his life. Yeah. Well, here's what he writes. Your 2018 record, 8-7-1. and one. This team had Super Bowl aspirations after GM Rick Spielman, who looks like a televangelist who does vanity <laughs> HGH treatments. <laughs> Neatly rounded out a roster that had already gone to the <laughs> NFC title game the year prior. He broke the contract mold for Kirk Cousins. He got a bargain deal on Sheldon Richardson. He drafted Mike Hughes to spruce up an already loaded secondary. He hired John D. Filippo, fresh off an Eagles Super Bowl win, to call plays. Wherever the Vikings had a hole, Rick spieled directly into it. It didn't matter. The Vikings spent all last year looking very much like an 8 7 and 1 team. They were banking on two interior offensive linemen, Pat Alfline and Nick Easton, to come back perfectly unchanged after both men suffered season-ending injuries in late 2017. Easton never came back at all. Head coach Mike Zimmer's vaunted double-A gap blitz defense got so fully exposed by Jared Goff and the Rams that Zimmer had to essentially re-engineer his own defensive philosophy so Anthony Barr wouldn't end up having to cover a wideout 60 yards down the field later in the seasons. Cousins fumbled the ball 537 times. They still couldn't kick a bleep in field goal. They they brought in Dan Bailey to replace the draft bust they originally had at kicker, and Bailey went on to have his worst season as a pro. Bleep me in the cleat hole. <laughs> well, just remember, not all, according, according to Kirk, not all fumbles are created evil. So. That's true. We continue. Their stud defensive end had a terrifying mental breakdown in September. One of their star wideouts got into a shouting match with Bill Belichick and lost. Laquan Treadwell, very much not a star wideout, dropped every pass, and Cousins kept targeting him anyway. Spielman eats eggs and peanut butter together, and not in some, like, cool tie dish. He puts on his shoes before getting on his pants with a link to a story. Yes, that's true. What? what? He really does that? I thought that was a joke. He doesn't really do that. I believe that was in, in the story that he linked to, yes. How? Yes. 
Don't ask me. This is from a few years back. If just tonight, <laughs> click on the story and find it. But how is that even like physically p- possible? It got to be some super some loose fitting pants. Yeah, some boot cuts. I guess. I guess. The I'm Vikes, getting to the bottom of this. The Vikes only beat one team with a winning record. They turned the ball over so many times, only an idiot would think it was just bad luck. Xavier Rhodes have one of his worst seasons as a professional, and topping off their masterwork with a crown of dried turds, they controlled their own destiny going into Week 17 and bleeping blew it by dropping their final game at home to a Bears team that essentially had nothing to play for. Yep. I watched that game from a hospital bed, Drew McGarry writes. Yes, I'm a Vikings fan, which means... All of my petty jokes about all the other teams are just as hollow as my brain pan. Anyway, when I watched the Vikings urinate away a wildcard berth, I was both annoyed and relieved. I was like, oh my God, I almost died. Life, life is so very precious to me now. Life matters. Thank God I don't have to spend three more hours of it watching this team play like bleep. <laughs> this team exists to disgust me. Um, there's so much more to this, but... It's, you didn't even read my favorite line of the whole thing, which was uh, about Kirk Cousins. Human cup of ranch dressing, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> That's a great line. That's just a great no, line. That might be a pretty accurate, actually. <laughs> says, what's, what's new this year that sucks? He writes, Cousins' monster contract essentially paralyzed Spielman for the 2019 season. He was able to draft Garrett Bradbury in the first round, but Bradbury's promise is already undermined by the fact that his... <laughs> that he has butt sweat, basically. Like, <laughs> that his well, that his blank appears to be the source of the River Nile. <laughs> Great, my team's quarterback fumbles like Jesus told him to, and now the ball. <laughs> yeah, it gets worse. <laughs> and now the ball will be coated in a gallon of li- liquefied, <laughs> unpasteurized. From Munda Cheese on every down. <laughs> the team also extended tight end Kyle Rudolph, who catches six nice touchdowns a year and does little else. He's a local legend now. They convinced Barr to leave the Jets at the altar and sign an extension. Also, Zimmer can continue to misuse him. And they fired their, uh, their idiot of a special teams coach. But that's not going to make a difference. You can't just fire black magic. Already, the Vikings expended another draft choice to bring in another kicker. That kicker, Kyrie Vedrick, uh, will be killed by a falling stadium panel the first time he attempts. That's the best line. P-A-T. That's the best line in the entire thing. The falling stadium panel. Oh, man. Uh, I found the uh, Rick Spielman stuff. I clicked on that link that's included in the article. Uh, Spielman follows the same routine before every Vikings home game, and this week against the Cardinals is no different. This is how a general manager survives 13 NFL seasons by tempering his anxiety and finding order in the chaos. He wakes up at 5 a.m., takes his dog for a walk, following the same route. He eats the same breakfast sandwich, fried egg, bacon, and peanut butter on a wheat round. That wasn't a joke either? Oh, no. The eggs and peanut butter together wasn't a joke? no, No, it's protein. Oh, my God. It's protein. Uh, He shaves the left side of his face, then the right. He puts his shoes and socks on before his pants, leaves his house at the same time so he can arrive at the stadium at 8, follows the same route, stops at the same gas station, uses the same pump, and makes sure always to end his purchase on a zero. Why wouldn't you have changed this up by now? Like, it's not working. Yeah, you don't have a Super Bowl. What do you mean it's not working? You just went eight he's seven one. He's one of the top sports executives in the world. It's you just clearly, went eight clearly seven working. one. Why don't you mix it up? How do you put shoes, socks, and shoes on before your pants? 
Why? Well, yeah, I don't. I need. I almost need to see a demonstration of this. Well, you no, you you could do this with suit pants. Suit pants would go over your shoes. I don't think they like how how loose are your. I mean, are you? Well, like, you'd have to. Are you like MC Hammer? Like how big are your <laughs> suit pants? You you would almost have to like lay down, but but with jeans it'd be impossible, right? Because the G. The way jeans are cut with stretchy be, denim now, though. Okay, that's true. Yeah. I'm, say, I'm saying not. Yeah, actually, I'm saying non fat yeah. man jeans. <laughs> if you are, if you wear jeans, the people are nearly wear. But, but if you put on your, if you put on dress shoes and then actual suit yeah. like dress that you could do it. What was that? Will Ferrell and was it Will Ferrell and Jimmy Fallon did the everybody's talking about my tight pants. Yeah. <laughs> we need to bring that back with the stretchy denim pants. Everybody's talking about my stretch pants. <laughs> but that is borderline psychotic behavior. <laughs> Putting your socks and shoes on before pants? I wonder about you. You know what? Honestly, it's it's trend setting for sure. I just I need to know more about it. I need to know what kind of pants we're rocking here. You guys go like, sock shoe sock shoe or sock sock shoe shoe. Sock sock shoe shoe. Exactly. Exactly. That's the right Wait, way to do it. What was the first option? Sock shoe sock shoe or sock sock shoe shoe. No, no, I you go. Put, you, put, you put the socks on first. I go socks in the bathroom and then shoes in the bedroom. Okay, All you right. put your shoes in the bedroom. Yeah, you bring your shoes up to the bedroom. Oh no, downstairs, downstairs. But you bring your shoes office into bedroom. Yeah. So when you're, where yeah, do you, I don't. Where your do you store is in your shoes? bedroom. My shoes it's are in bedroom. my because I have okay. a I have converted. a I have a shoe rack in my closet upstairs. So I keep my shoes in the bedroom, but I bring them downstairs with yeah, me. Sure. With the clothes that I'm going to put on after I get out of the shower. Totally normal. Yeah. So what happens when you have, like, wet or snowy shoes? I have a, I have a, there's a closet with, like, a little, tr- you know, one of those, like, drip trays. I don't know what they call them. That you put your messy shoes on so you don't get so, your floors so, dirty. So, so when they dry, you go down and you just, and you bring them all the way to your room. Yeah. So that you can just bring well, them Well, I have, the like, a bunch of shoes, because I'm lazy, that collect by the front door mm-hmm. that I didn't, I didn't take upstairs and put away. I'm totally with you here. Yeah. What, what you're saying makes perfect sense right. to me. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Birds I have no of problem a fe- with that. This Judd's all get an eye. Birds <laughs> of a feather. <laughs> well, yeah, socks, you want to read socks, the whole article? socks in the bathroom, for sure. I thought that was a joke when I was reading that yesterday. No, that's a no. real thing. Both the peanut butter and eggs thing and the pants over the shoes thing. I'm not going to crush them for the peanut butter and eggs thing. I, I love both of those two things. That sounds disgusting. And I, I could, love both I of those. See them I eat together. both of those two things every day, just not together. Yeah, I could see them. I could see them forming a marriage in my in my mouth at the same time. I could see that. Um, <laughs> peanut butter's gross. I can't. I can't do peanut butter. So, hey, real quick, yeah, you don't like peanut butter at all, huh? Nope, because my mom used to catch mice, and I once saw a mouse oh. with its head oh, yeah, splattered in peanut yeah, butter, yeah, and it's disgusting. Right. Okay. And I'm do done with peanut butter. By the way, my favorite line in the whole thing maybe was not even written by Drew. Is it McGarry? McGarry? Is that how you pronounce yeah. his last name? All due respect, because he did a great job with it. But in the comments section, Rich, who said Kirk Cousins is what would happen if Steve DeBerg had sex with a DVD copy of God's Not Dead. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I don't, even, I don't even necessarily follow along with that. That's deep. That is deep. I know, that's what I said. That and by the way, deep. I love Steve DeBerg. Steve DeBerg was a great... You talk about journeyman quarterback? God. Steve God's Not Dead was a journeyman quarterback uh, for like 20 years. God's Not Dead was a low-budget Christian movie starring Kirk Cameron of Growing Pains. Oh, yeah. Kirk Cameron. Yeah. Uh, he's on all kinds of infomercials these days. <laughs> man. All right, we're going to wrap with Roycey when we come back. And uh, apologies to, to people around the fair. Patrick Roycey last year vowed to never come to the Minnesota State Fair ever again after his last <laughs> ride with Roycey show. So we're going to get him on the phone, and uh, we'll, we'll survey the landscape with him that way. By the way... 
the Score North merchandise booth. Two really cool things. Show us your Score North mobile app at the merchandise booth, and you'll get a $5 T-shirt. It's that simple. You can also, if you download the Score North mobile app, you can get access to live Score North programming, and we reward you the longer you listen with prizes. On-demand slash podcast and also written content. It's a one-stop shop. And we're donating all proceeds from the All Arise t-shirts to Luis Arise's favorite charity, the Ronald McDonald House. And uh, he's been great. Rami and Luis did an Arise Off that, was awesome. that you can find on Scornorth Twitter right now and Scornorth Instagram. And if you want, if you send us your videos, if you, if you think you can out-Arise Luis Arise or Rami Makloff, Send us your video, and we'll play those on the Scorner Twin Show throughout the State Fair. We have one already that was submitted before I even did the Arise Off with Luis Arise. Who, who just... Why? Oh. Yeah, see, Declan is back home. If you turn, turn, that, turn that pot up a little bit more, Declan. Go for it. Arise. Um. Right, it is uh, Score North download time for the final time this afternoon as we're live at the Great Minnesota Get Together. First day uh, almost in the books here for us here at Score North. We can still have the beer show coming up here at the top of the hour when Mackie and Judd with Rami are done. And also later on tonight, a reminder we've got Minnesota United action going on tonight. You can join Jonathan Harrison and Dan Terhar as uh, the Loons take on Sporting Kansas City pregame at 8 tonight and uh they will kick things off from kansas city at uh 8 30 so uh be sure to tune in to score north on am 1500 and uh scorenorth.com you can stream it there or on that uh fabulous and free score north mobile app that is the final score north download of the afternoon now back for one final segment of mackie and judd with rami Thank you, Manny Hill. And from the uh, Minnesota State Fair, it is time to wrap with Patrick Royce. All right, sir, how do you feel? Day one at the State Fair, and you didn't have to be here. How happy are you right now? Well, I got up at 4 o'clock in the morning, and I wrote something, and then I did some interviews in Laverne, and then I drove home, and it took four hours when I hit traffic, and I couldn't be happier. I'd much rather do that again tomorrow than go to the fair. So I'm. <laughs> so very you'd rather have a four-hour drive per day than actually I'd come out. I get up at four a.m. Yep. Work, then go do some interviews, then drive home four hours, hit traffic. I'd still rather do that than go to the fair. So I think that gives. By us the way, idea. yeah. What's by up? the way, did you see? You know, my the greatest triumph in my decade on Twitter. Did you see the greatest response ever to a to a racy tweet? I don't. I don't think you know, I saw the, it. The, okay, we we've had a lot of squirrel talk. And you wanting them to kill the squirrel, right? Yep. Get rid of the squirrel. Get rid of this rodent. <laughs> you see the response from the guy Jim Kelly? He's a. I don't know who he is, but uh, uh, a squirrel breaks into his his family home. Did you see that? It gets breaks into his family home. Yep. His mom and sisters go screaming, running off. He's 12 years old. He gets it under a uh, tennis racket. He gets the squirrel under his tennis racket, and his father hands him a hammer and says, Today you become a man. Oh. Kill it. <laughs> what? Well, he used even more God. descriptive words to <clears throat> describe what he called yes. the rodent. <laughs> yes, the rodent. Today you become a man. 
chilling. I've been laughing all day. Pat, I had I had a family of squirrels move into my attic in my house in Milwaukee, and I wanted what to do I, I wanted to do bad things to them. They are not yeah. the cute, cuddly, oh, they, and quiet little creatures that we eat, all think they are. They would eat the insulation if you give them a chance. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. I, had to, I had to throw that one out there. So uh, yeah, that was a good one. That was fantastic. So, so uh, how's the oh, crowd? Ahead, Boy, a day like a day like today, they must be jammed in out there. Yeah, I would say, I mean, like, in terms of, like, the biggest crowd I've ever seen out here, this is probably 70% of the biggest crowd I've ever seen. Just So, yeah. uh, Pat, I, actually, I want to set Rami back up here because we walked the more than half mile all the way up to Machinery Hill because this is Rami's first ever state fair. He said, all right, what do mm-hmm. I have to eat? What do I have to get in my, in my belly? And the gizmo was the first real thing that Rami had to eat today. It's pretty and, great. And Rami, Pat loves the gizmo. It was pretty so I need great. you guys to review the gizmo. Well, I do. That's the only reason I would ever go to the fair is to eat a gizmo again now. So the gizmo is fantastic. Yes, it is. It's, it's, it's basically great. crumbled up Italian sausage, some marinara, and some cheese, which sounds mm-hmm. super simple, but it's on a really good bun. And it, it yeah, it, it delivered, Pat. I was I was thoroughly. What we do? What we do, Phil? We had Carla on about six straight years just to get gizmos, right? And we she bring gizmos and we put her on the air and have her tell the same story ten years, five years ago. <laughs> yeah, you in fact, Carla, yeah, just keep talking for like twelve minutes about gizmos <laughs> while we eat nine of them. It'd be great. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. We will do that. So, do we have any updates on Eddie Rosario? We probably won't hear anything till tomorrow. Huh? I don't think so no, yet. No, no. I th- do we have on, on Byron Buxton too? Do we have any timeline on? Is is he batting practice today? Okay, we're supposed to take BP oh, today. That's it. Oh, really? Yep. Well, he looked pretty good at uh, Viking practice last week. So, like I said, he looked good at the Vikings know, game he, too. He, he, and, he and Stefan are uh, pals. So, uh, and he, that's uh, I guess he and Diggs are buddies. So. Yes. Yes. Uh, but, so, but anyway, did you? That'd be a good foot race. I'd like to see that foot race. Once did you get and Diggs? Did you get my note, Patrick, about the fact that before Bill Guerin could say a word? We had the dog in the background barking. Breezer was barking, and we had to. We just had to bring him out and tell the fans now, all about now, Breezer. Now, all seriously, what what is the object here? To this is the new lovable yes. while. Is that what we're trying to? Is, are we trying to? You know, like Rosas had the. You know, Garen doesn't have a pair of twins. I guess uh, that he could, uh, up the, he doesn't have twins that he could have come out there and run onto the stage. So his kids are too old; it wouldn't be cute. So they brought the dog. But what I loved was they had the dog it just <laughs> it, conveniently in the background barking. It's got to be softening, softening the image. Is that is that? I mean, it it can't be an accident, can it? If they're doing this on purpose, right? To yes. change the image or something. Yes. What is wrong with America? God Almighty! You know, <laughs> unreal, unreal. It's. Um, I mean, what? I guess that's that's the whole deal now, huh? Are you just well, not I a dog a person, Pat? No, I love dogs. But oh, okay. I don't All mean right. one at a press conference or a hockey uh, general <laughs> manager. Just so you think you think better of me because the previous guy you had was grumpy, you know. Uh, that's it's so it's so silly it's unbelievable. Yeah, uh, Pat, but, uh, since, since you're not here uh, at the fair, what would you say is the most fun you ever had at the Minnesota State Fair, either doing radio or otherwise? Like, what is your most fond State Fair memory, Patrick Rice? Uh, 
Well, uh, one year, Joe and I were out there on, I think we'd been out there four times. We were out there on Saturday, Monday, Saturday, and then well, maybe the last Monday. We, and that's what we were, we, we didn't have a porch, right? So we closed the curtain, right? We were doing the show behind the glass, but we closed the curtain. And then we made people donate 50 cents or a buck or something, two bucks, to look in the side window to see if we were there or not. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so we did, they couldn't tell whether we were in there or not. And then for whatever charity we were raising, we were raising money for, I think, uh, I'm not, I'm not even muscular dystrophy or something. And so you'd have to throw two bucks in the bucket to find out if we actually were at, that was, that was our outreach to the listeners at that time. That, that was pretty funny. I, thought. That was, <laughs> I, I enjoyed that one. That was good. All right. uh, I guess some of the baby walks were fantastic. You know, uh, uh, the, the early years before it, uh, I mean, we'd have uh, 130 or 40 babies there one year, people coming up trying to get us to approve of their names or not. Whether uh, Yeah, where, how did the baby the walk start? What was the origin of you guys judging people's well, uh, names always, of their children? We had a whole shtick. We had a whole shtick where we would make fun of people's names, you know, all these trendy, new, stupid, made-up names, you know. And we used to, we had a thing where the state girls basketball tournament every year, uh, what was the guy, Don, Don Betzel, I think, would do a study on the state girls basketball tournament, right? So then people would call up and they'd have a baby and they'd call up and they'd look for name approval from Joe and I and it came, somehow it became uh, people marching up in front at the fair with their baby and telling us what the baby's name is and then we'd either approve it or not and if you know we'd have a nice prize for the people who had you know good names you know names that we approved of saints names as joe said and uh and then if you had a really stupid name we would kind of like shame you and put you over in this other category and then we'd have this old broken down stroller that we would present to uh to present to one of the people with a uh, disapproved name that was you know just some made up silly name but uh and uh you know then it, it was fun when some of the mothers would get outraged that we didn't approve of their name that was that was kind of fun oh yeah i mean they put months of studying into and plus if it was like grandma's name or something you know <laughs> Yeah, and you know what? Right. So we the we wanted names heritage. like Dolores and Roseberry. You know what, Pat? Yeah, well, those people they won, much like Sid, they won. Oh, yes. because <laughs> because those names yeah. now are the norm. Yes, yeah. I was down in uh, Laverne today, uh, and I'm doing something on Laverne hockey here in a few days. But uh, they, even Laverne down there on the prairie, everybody's got a cute name. You know, the hockey players all have like. Different kind of names, you know. Come on, come on. You know, not we don't have any Elmers down there anymore. It's <laughs> no, no Elmers. No, no Elmers. No Franks. No Delbers. No, no Delbers. nothing like that. None yep. of that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, Delados. Nothing like that. Well, Pat, we uh, we'll save a ticket for you if you want to join us live tomorrow. The uh, the invitation is open. This is. You know what my hashtag is, don't you? Fair Freedom 2019. <laughs> Finally. Oh, yeah. man. 
Even All right. For a gizmo, I can't come out. Well, maybe we'll maybe we'll get you one and you can warm it up, warm it up on your own time. Okay. All right. See you. Right. See you, Pat. Thanks, Pat. All right. We wrap with Royce every day on the show here, Mackie and Judd, with Rami. Real quick, while we were going to talk about this earlier in the show, Cleveland's kind of melting down right now. Like Cleveland went, they went, they they, they did take two of four against the Yankees, but couple ugly losses, one in extra innings and one drubbing against the Mets. Brad Hand, I, I looked it up today in his last four appearances. I believe his ERA is like 17.2. Yeah, that's good for the Twins. If Brad Hand We're is melting have to get down, a, that's a good for the Twins. Very soon. If, if you guys want to see what a bad loss looks like, just go ahead and watch the highlights because we were arguing about whether or not Monday was a bad loss for the Twins. Go and watch the highlights of what happened to the Indians last night. While you're at it, go ahead and check what happened to the Astros last night who were the biggest favorite in Major League Baseball in 15 years, two to one or something, and got right? a complete game from Justin Verlander, and still lost to the Tigers. That's a bad loss. Now, if Gibby, that's gives, a if bad Gibby, loss. If Gibby gives me a complete game on Monday, that's not a bad loss. You just lost. That's a bad. Giolito's not a bad loss. That's an okay loss. Yeah, Giolito is a great game. In fact, it would be a good win if you beat Giolito the next time around here in Chicago. Giolito is one of the the top of this division. Come on, you're supposed to be professionals. Here. Let's Mets, turn this thing around, boys. The the Indians took a lead on the Mets, then let the Mets tie it back up. Yeah. Oh, Brad Hand's melted. Then right. it went to extra innings, and Brad Hand could have had an inning-ending double play if he just covered first base. Yeah, that was ugly. And he didn't. And the next hitter or two hitters later hit one off the left field wall to drive in the winning runs, yeah. and the Indians lose. That's a bad loss. What happened Monday to the Twins? It's not a bad loss compared to that. Well, that's uh, that's pretty much a wrap for us today on Mackie and Judd with Rami live at the Minnesota State Fair. And uh, thanks to Gerson Rosas, Wolves president of basketball operations, for joining us earlier in the show. And he is now the leader in the clubhouse, the only one who's partaken. How do you do? Uh, the, he, he finished with two correct answers out of five, five okay. in the Do You Know the State Fair Challenge with Mackie and Jubber. Now, he'd only spent three hours of his life at the State Fair. My money? So two of five is pretty good. On clear clear favorite to me, Lindsay Whalen. Whalen? Well, she better. He's lived here her whole life. I know, but I'm just saying. Clear betting favorite. Sh- Although Cheryl's Whalen. been here now for a long time. I think Cheryl Reeve is going to join us at some point. Bruce yeah, Boudreaux has been here for a few years. You know uh, what? Bru- if Lindsay doesn't win it, that's a bad loss. All right. Manny, that's very good. <laughs> Putting the pressure on Lindsay. Well played, Manny. Uh, that's a wrap for us. You can find us on demand anywhere you find podcasts. Mackie and Judd with Rami. And we would really gratefully appreciate a five-star review on any of those platforms. It helps spread the word about our show. The Beer Show is next live on Score North.